Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, and with me this week, for the first time since episode 100, we have the entire crew of Matt Madness co-hosts. To my right is Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever, C.K. Joe Rodermill. Drinking since Lincoln. <laughs> Over in Kennett Square, we have Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki. Hello. All the way out in, it is Mayfair, correct? Yes, sir. We have Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Igina. And also in Kennett, with his best friend, we have Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Um, Some questionable activity from that that side of the camera. Yeah, so this week, the reason why we have everyone here for the first time in, what is it, 45, 46 episodes? Obviously, everyone heard the unfortunate news on Monday night about Roman Reigns. So we decided we're going to forego all other WWE product and make this a Roman Reigns retrospective episode. We consider ourselves the... Roman, the official podcast of Roman Reigns. I believe we've been doing that for about two years or so. Um, Day one-ish. Yes. Uh, so anyway, Roman comes out on Raw, announces that he's been living with leukemia for 11 years. It has come back. He has to step away to focus on health and family. Uh, pretty devastating news. Uh, very unexpected. Did anyone else even know that this was part of his past? Not even I did not. Years. I was kind of surprised. He was diagnosed at 22. I was, I've never heard anything of that backstory. I never heard it. I was stunned, obviously taken <sighs> aback, didn't see that coming. Uh, and I just figured that this matters so much more than anything else going on on Monday or Tuesday night. He deserves for us to just kind of dedicate a show to him as he steps away for, for a, a few months, I'd assume. Um So we do consider ourselves the official podcast of Roman Reigns. Uh, I just kind of... It's especially close to home for us. So, I don't know. What kind of went through everyone's mind when this announcement was made? And Prep, I'm going to go to you first because I know that you were among the most affected of anyone I know. So I'm curious, what went through your mind when Roman made this announcement? So... As you guys could tell from last week's podcast, I was in the middle of my boycott for (laughs) WWE due to the Saudi Arabia deal. I had no no desire to watch the show, but my my girlfriend, Jen, she was like, oh, isn't Raw on? And I was like, yeah, let me check in. So it was like 8.05. And I I tuned into the Xfinity. We were actually out to dinner. I tuned into the Xfinity app. And clicked on USA, and I see Roman in street clothes. A.K.A. Joe. In the ring. <laughs> and I was like, all right, something's wrong. And Jen's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm like, hold on, <laughs> let me listen. And it was like I had no context, and I just heard him say that he was, like, stepping away, and I was like, oh. And then then the next thing was, like, uh, kick leukemia's ass, and I was like, oh, damn, this man has cancer. <laughs> like, yeah. And immediately got pretty emotional, uh, borderline on the verge of tears, because, you know, these guys, we watch these guys every week, and you kind of grow attached to them, you know. It, it's, it's fake in theory, but, you know, it's like a, you know, you spend so much time with them, you feel like you know them. So it it kind of really hit me pretty hard. Protect the business prep. Yeah, <laughs> I'm forced to be real on this episode. Yeah, keep uh, it real. Joseph, you you texted me. Are you watching right now? And famously, I don't watch live, especially because I don't have USA Network as part yeah, of my your cable cable package. Packet, my uh, really scaled down cable package anymore. <laughs> scaled down. Nothing's, yeah, things dying. <laughs> I have to wait Starvation. to watch on. Yeah, I have to wait to watch on Hulu the next day, and. You told me what had happened, so I went. I made it a point to to start scrolling social media and and see what happened. So Joseph, since you were the one who like officially broke to me what happened, like what what went through your mind when when Roman came out and said this? Well, first I I was a minute of pause. I was like, this can't be at work. 
Um, after I got over that initial m- moment of shock, I was kind of keen on the crowd because I was curious to how they were going to react. And, and kudos to them because, I mean, they were all behind them. Uh, character aside, the guy was being real, and they were they were chanting for him, they're cheering him on. Um, big Roman chant, they didn't boom. Uh, and it, it's a lot of kudos to them. They could put the character, they could put the uh, the, the work aside, and kind of get into this guy who put his heart and soul on the line. I mean, I heard stuff prior to this that Roman missed the house show. Um, they kind of changed Braun's character. And it kind of leads you to some questions, but I didn't expect this. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect it at all either. Eric, at two fly, what went through your mind when you when you found out the uh, the news? Before, so, so before Eric speaks, mm-hmm. the least the least Roman fan on this panel right yeah. now. <laughs> so I'll I'll um I w- I was completely taken back. So I try to start raw like ten minutes behind um, my my box uh, where I would watch it live. I cut, off, I, I cut off. Oh. My, I cut off my additional box. So, <laughs> so uh, ignore that. So I was watching. Uh, I go run, go run um, to the TV in the living room. I had it paused. Finish dinner. We go run back, and I click play. So I'm getting. Meanwhile, while I'm trying to finish dinner, I'm getting like. In the group text, there's all these gifts, like sad gifts coming from Aaron, like crying. <laughs> this can't be real, like stuff, stuff along those lines. And I'm confused, like what could be going on? So I, I'm completely like not putting two and two together. Like like Prep said, I turn the TV on. I, I fast forward the intro. Roman's in the ring, so I try to rewind it a little bit. I can't catch his entrance. So I just see he's out there in a black V-neck. He's got a chain on and jeans. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like... Oh, wow. Like, all right. A character change is happening. Like, I'm not thinking something sad's happening. I'm thinking a character change is going to happen or like a heel turns about to happen. So, so like the, the last thing I'm thinking is he's about to forfeit the title and he's di- fighting cancer. So he gives his speech. He delivers a beautiful statement on the microphone about this sad stuff he's dealing with. And I was just taken back. Um, meanwhile, Troy's running through the living room and he's like, is this real or is this part of the storyline? I was like, I don't think they would joke about this. Yeah. Uh, it, it was definitely something to take back because like the five of us here on the panel tonight, I don't think any of us seen this coming. So, uh, I didn't see it coming. I, I was surprised. It was definitely a sad way to start the show. Um, the best thing to take away from it is that he completely plans to come back. I'm sure he will. But obviously you put moments like this up there with, you know, Daniel Bryan retiring, Edge retiring, uh, a lot of these famous retiring speeches that we've got over the past eight years. Yeah. And Aaron, how about you? Similar to everybody else, because everybody else's story kind of culminates with mine in the same way. Like prep, I wasn't watching right when Raw started. I was actually playing WWE 2K19. (laughs) As Roman? No, I was doing a. I was Daniel Bryan C-pop. facing John Cena in the case. So uh, it was a Bella household bout. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, would Hunter interrupt as the referee? Oh, um, but yeah. So like prep, I I turned I turned late. So when I turned on when I turned it on, I saw him laying the belt in the ring. So I'm like, wait, what the hell happened? And they showed a replay, and it says he has leukemia. I'm like, wow, that 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 really like took me because. Like Joey was saying about Roman not wrestling house shows being quote unquote injured, I saw a, a, a dirt sheet video on my on my YouTube feed earlier in the day. It was a picture of Roman and Alexa, and it said champions fighting uh, champion fighting injured, and Alexa Bliss injured. I'm like, huh? What's, what's this about? So I just brushed it off. <coughs> Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. So Bless I just brushed you. it off. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I bless you. So I just, I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> So I, I just brushed it off. Like, oh, that's, that's not a big deal. But I was like, wow, Roman's really has leukemia. And, and when Angel got home, I don't know if you guys know how Angel is. She's like, what? What? Are you kidding? This is real? <laughs> like, boys, like, she can't believe it. I'm like, yeah, it's real. They wanted to fake this. But I was just I was just taken back. I'm like, I, I really couldn't believe it because like Prep said, like, he's a superhero, you know? And even though we're, we're, we're adults, some of us are adults, but... <laughs> 
we still get attached to these characters and we, 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 we're with them on a daily basis, especially with social media now. We see these, we see these people and what they do just about every day and you grow, grow an attachment to them. And with Roman Reigns, for what he stands for and being the company guy and what a stand-up guy he actually is, you just really felt bad for him. I haven't, we haven't, like, we haven't heard any wrestler say anything bad about Roman Reigns. And that really says a lot about the kind of guy he is, all the love he got from everybody on social media. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. I mean, you noticed how quickly everyone was behind him. Corey Graves said his son yeah. plays with him. He was mm-hmm. damn near in tears. Renee Young tears. said his, his, his husband, her husband's with him all the time. It was a lot of reaction right off the bat for Roman Reigns. Pash, before you run with this one thing, I'm sure you can piggyback off of, and it's, it's kind of plays off of what Prep said. You know, these guys are somewhat like, you know, real life superheroes. And these are people that we watch. You know, we spend a lot of time week in, week out, 12 months a year, throughout the year, watching these guys on TV or in the WWE network. And like my best friend said, like out of the five of us, I'm not that I got anything against Roman. I'm obviously the least fan that's over you know over the hills for him but when when this (laughs) when this happened when this happened i can only imagine how you guys feel like when this happened and i'll I'll say one thing tip to the hat of you know wwe staff from hour one to hour three of the show they did a great job of you know using the camera to get reactions from the crowd because despite the hate Roman gets, you know, there was a shit ton of people upset in that crowd. I mean, sad faces all throughout there. And it's one of those things where Roman Reigns is like the definition of a wrestler, like taken advantage of by, by the fans, because there's, you got to think of how many people that adamantly act like they don't like him that are now going to come out of the woodworks and love him and miss him. I mean, to that point, though, it's Roman said it best. Whether you cheered me or you booed me, you reacted for me. And, I mean, there's no such thing as bad publicity. I mean, even with the boos, they were reacting to Roman Reigns. And it was a good point on, 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 his, on his, his side. I don't agree with that. I've had bad publicity. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but that, that, that goes to what we've been saying on this show since day one. The fact that you react shows that you do care. Exactly. Yeah, and think, think about even when... You know, not so much now, but the times back in the day when John Cena would be off the show, like when he tore his uh, his elbow or whatever it was, his tricep, when he tore his tricep. Yeah. Remember that when like how dead the show was without him mm-hmm. and how how much more it meant when he came back? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like that was that was what truly made me appreciate like, oh, wait, I think I actually just like I hated John Cena forever. Then, during the U.S. title run, I was like, okay, I respect him. And then when he was gone, I was like, wait a minute, I actually like this guy. And that's part of what turned me around on Roman was like, I don't want to waste Roman's whole career disliking him, like, for no real reason. Um, So, for me, obviously, I don't watch live. I saw in a text message that this had happened the first time in weeks that I was, like, on social media seeking out what's happening on Raw and, like, seeking out video and seeking out what people are saying about the show. Um, And obviously it's just heartbreaking. Uh, This guy who has gotten so much hate, like, all over the country, in some cases all over the world, um, going out there, like, as a human being, saying, like, outside of this show, I'm a person, I'm human... And I'm going through a tough time right now. I don't know. I, I don't know what else I could say about it other than being stunned and just heartbroken about it. And obviously wishing the best for him. I hope he gets the best care. You know, part of what I was thinking is how much he's going to have to come out of his own pocket because, you know, they don't get their health care from WWE because they're subcontractors. It's just a really sad situation. The guy waited for how long just to get in the position to be the champion on Raw? And now this happens to derail the whole thing. Um, I was a little bit heartwarmed with the reaction he ended up getting. Um, But yeah, it's just 
I don't know. It's a, it's a really tough situation that none of us saw coming. I don't know that anybody could have saw and it I, coming. I, mean, I don't know what was more shocking to me, the fact that he is out battling leukemia, leukemia or the fact that he has battled and conquered leukemia in his past and is still where he's at in his, his career. Right. Like, clearly, nobody would have ever expected that that was a part of his past. It's a battle that he has already fought and won. Um, and to me, it's almost like, obviously, that's probably not something he's like, oh, yeah, let's let's add this to, to my storyline so people know that I've overcome this. But to me, that just even solidifies even more the persona that they've given him over his years there. As much as people have railed against it, it to me, it seems even more fitting that as a 22-year-old, he overcame that to become what he's become. Um, now getting like our initial reactions and our, our feelings aside, cause I think we kind of all are on the same page and I assume most listeners felt very similar things to what we felt as the official podcast <laughs> of Roman Reigns. Like I want you guys to kind of give me some of your thoughts on why we became the official podcast of Roman Reigns. <laughs> what was it? about Roman that like we decided this this is our guy like we're gonna we're gonna put all our chips all our eggs in Roman Reigns it it was because we saw him win the Royal Rumble (laughs) I would say it's probably the opposite of why people are behind (laughs) Roman Reigns at the exact time I think they started booing him the whole Daniel Bryan they wanted him to win and it rolled downhill from there yeah like Alo why did you uh, maybe I'll, I'll take this one first like for me a big part of it was like the way we came around on John Cena after a year of doing the podcast. We did not start this podcast, huge Roman Reigns fans. Um, but I think like when we do this show every week, you know, we either some of us are writing notes, some of us come to the show with like ideas in our head of what we want to talk about. And I know for me personally, writing for TJR and covering the show every week on Matt Madness it forced me to think a little further into the show than I had before. And I think the more thought I was putting into it, the more I was analyzing it, it made me realize what an important part of the show this guy is. And instead of me being just another idiot out there, like, oh, he only has five moves. Oh, it's work great. (laughs) Instead of being one of those guys, I was like, wait a minute. Like, his matches matter. His matches are good. Yeah, some of the stuff they make him go out there and say is corny and not entertaining, but, like, that part is not his fault. He's not delivering it poorly. He's not deciding what to say. He's just doing the best he can with what he's given. The stuff he can control, like, whether his matches are good, he's controlling it. So, for me, it was kind of a combination of realizing how good he really is, uh, appreciating the tough spot that he was put in by the company, and then... As another thing, like as I got more and more immersed into the culture of pro wrestling, me kind of hating a segment of the fan base, and it almost gave me like a, a sense of camaraderie with Roman. Like these guys hate you, and I hate them. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Let's get together. And yes, that's kind of that's kind of what what gave me the sense of Roman Reigns. And I think what really won me over completely was the program he had with AJ Styles. That. The whole storyline was good. The matches were great. Uh, it kind of culminated with Seth Rollins coming back, which was amazing. But that's kind of where I came over to the side of of Roman. Um, and any anybody could kind of take this next as to like what was it that that sold you on Roman? So for me, it was uh, going to that show, that Raw where he won the title. Unbelievable. What was, what was that? Two two thousand fourteen? That was the very end of two thousand. December fifteenth. That was a month before we started. A month before Matt Madness premiered. Yeah, so for for me it was that show, just being there. And that's that's where I turned the corner. I I th- wanna say that that was probably the start of those really garbage promos that he had to cut to. Yeah. But I kind of saw through those and just, you know, tried to go with it the whole time. <laughs> um, I always say it on the show. I couldn't imagine, like, not liking this guy. Like, as a worker, just just like as a total package as a wrestler. 
like the guy cuts good promos when he's you know given the opportunity the guy can work you know he he's had really good matches with the likes of john cena and aj styles and you know his stuff with braun was a lot of fun even though it was probably overdone a little bit but for me like he's going to be a presence on the show that's definitely going to be missed no, absolutely. He's going to be missed. Especially from the Shield standpoint. I mean, again, every time they seem to get momentum with the Shield, it's something. Yeah, something goes wrong. Like, obviously, this being the most wrong, something is gone. Joseph, like, what is it about Roman Reigns that you... Because I feel like you... You may not have talked about it a lot, but I feel like you weren't an anti-Roman Reigns guy. I feel like even before I started watching again, I can remember talking to you and you being a fan of Roman Reigns. Well, yeah, I mean... I, he's never given me a reason to not like like him as far as his body of work. I mean, I remember from the first time uh, they came down from the crowd, which is like kind of like exciting stuff to see them come down. I mean, they were ultimately kind of working for CM Punk. P- CM Punk was paying them off to jump people. I think they came in, jumped, if I'm right, right back the first time they came. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was always into that them as a collective. So following Reigns' career after that, I mean, he was always pretty quality matches. A couple of Lesnar matches aside, uh, good matches. Um, I never got too much into his promos. Uh, I just watched how he carried himself. I watched his matches, which I never like. Whenever channel changers, I never just turned the channel. And just overall, it was it was entertaining. What is like the high point for you for Roman? Well, uh, I mean, the one match I always go back to when we talk about Roman Reigns is his match with AJ. I think back in 2016. Yeah. Um, it was a great match. Yeah, and unbelievable. You could just see, 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 see. I mean, he's had great matches with Seth Rollins, too, which was fun. But this match was kind of the one that kind of, when we said we are going to do a retrospective, kind of jumped to my memory. To the yeah. Front. And, like, just to kind of point out the hypocrisy of <laughs> some of these people that don't, that don't like him, like, I will never be I, – I should – let me rephrase this. I will never not pop for him diving over the top rope. Oh, yeah. Like, that to me is like one of the most aesthetically pleasing maneuvers anyone does in WWE. It, it never gets old. Uh, Eck, again, like, I'm not going to belabor the point that you're like, if we were ranking everyone one to five on biggest Roman fans, <laughs> at least I'm not going to go back into that. But, like, what. What is it that you most like, respect, or admire about Roman Reigns? Well, I'll, I'll do a, a rare Eric short response, but um, <laughs> a rare. I, I don't. I don't. Um, despite not being his biggest fan, I never, never would say I disliked him. So I liked him in the Shield. He fit with Dean and Seth because everyone was kind of different. Um, I liked. I liked him at the Rumble. I mean, it was you and I standing there kind of as, you know, one of the confused people when he won. First time you and I ever hung out, Mm Pash, you know, confused confused of the hate. Eleven months later, I sent out a tweet when he won the WWE title live there in Philly. Eleven months later, the same arena, and they cheered for him. And I said, congrats, my fellow Philadelphians cheered you 11 months later after they booed you out of this building. Um, he loses the title shortly after the feud with AJ, kind of like you said, those matches were undeniable. Um, it, it was a little hard the month before to swap or the swallow the triple H thing, but he <laughs> went with that title Stephanie and he did his thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a roll. Um, but yeah, I mean, his in-ring work, man, his in-ring work. You, I, you know, there's countless times where you kind of feel like, WWE's forcing him on you too much. That was another layup, Joey. But <laughs> besides that, I mean, he, he just always is delivering that w- with his in-ring work. You always gotta like. And there's been countless times. I, I think even you know his bloodbath this year at the Rom- at-, at Mania in New Orleans. We were there, and he lost. I'll tell you what, that loss made me like him even more. Oh yeah. Not saying- Point, but like that was like another like right over the hill like right there I knew like you know there's something about this guy yeah a rare moment where there was actually sympathy built for him and Alo uh, you could be the last one to to 
to get into this topic of like well, what is it about him that that you're like invested in? The man bun. <laughs> I figured that's what it was. First and foremost, <laughs> hell of a head of hair. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yes, yeah, uh, sort of like I'm glad. I'm lucky enough to be with you, do a show with you guys, and no, none of you guys are like these internet fans there are today. So when The Shield first debuted, and for the way, the way I am, like, I watched the show. You know, I, like, just watch it to enjoy. I'm not judging everything and stuff like all these new fans are. And you, you guys know I've been adamant and I've been stand, I've been on this one, the same point about why I think Roman got – the fans turned on Roman with the whole CM Punk. Gotta make Roman look good. Gotta, <laughs> I've been adamant about that whole point. Because if you do the timetable, you see it. Because he was the most over guy in the shield, and then he comes back from injury a week before he comes back, that interview drops and then it it, it, it hits so, it's all social media and he get, he gets booed and stuff. And then with the whole Daniel Bryan thing. Because due to the year prior that they changed WrestleMania because of the fans, the fans thought they could hijack the issue again and they could get Daniel Bryan to the main event again, but it wasn't going to work that time. And and they did their best to get Roman over to earn the fans' respect with him in the ring, but they just weren't having it. And like we go go we go to these shows and stuff, we hear all the stupidity that comes out people's mouth. I still go back to the chicken spot at WrestleMania in Orlando <laughs> with that dumb. That dumb kid saying, "I don't think Roman connect because he's because he wasn't in the Indies." I'm like, "Oh, shut the hell up!" <laughs> yeah, like, that's why. Like, I'm like, "Shut up!" You that just makes took him out no, back and beat him by the dumpster. <laughs> like that makes I could have took him too, Joey. That makes no <laughs> like that makes no sense because you cheer him in the shield, but then when he's single, you boo him and you boo him for what? And then a lot of these fans. A lot of these fans, they still think you can just go out there and do whatever the hell you want. Right. And they just think that he's out there just making this stuff, making this stuff up on the top of his head. It's like, they'll, they'll say, yo, he can't cut a promo. He can cut a promo, but the people writing the promo can't cut the promo for him. He, he's only given so much leeway on his stuff. And when he does go off script, or it seems like he goes off script, it's been good. But you, you think Roman Reigns actually wrote... Uh, uh, what's that? Uh, what's that? What did she call Sheamus or the Big Show that one time? Um, I, I don't remember. It, it was ridiculous, I, though. Yeah, it was something stupid. But and then and then over the years, when like when Roman debuted in 2012, and over time, wrestling changed. Like the, the availability of different kind of wrestling actually started. You were able to get Ring of Honor easily. You were able, Lucha Underground became a thing. Impact got better. All these, all, uh, New Japan, you were able to stream New Japan easier. The Bullet Club got bigger. And then everybody's going back, watching that stuff and going back and comparing it to him. But all those companies are different in WWE. You can't compare Roman Reigns to that. And then Ro- actually, Roman Reigns, we talk about this all the time. He's a phenomenal athlete. You can't take anything away from that guy. He's a fantastic performer. I don't, me- I don't remember, ha- I don't remember ha- him having a match that I hated. And he always delivers. And the fact that he's wrestled this all this time, and he he, he beat leukemia when he was at age twenty two, and nobody knew it. He just he just did his job every night. Never really been hurt and delivered every single night. He's that that's what a true leader to me. Yeah, I don't care if you're from the indies or another promotion. I mean, I've yeah, seen I, a lot of wrestlers. I don't care what your body of work was coming in. I would have judged you on what you're doing right now. Show me what you are. I mean, Bobby Roode was arguably one of the biggest independent. I mean, he was out there on the on the, on the the shows. I know him, but now I'm not interested in him at all because he's not doing <laughs> sh- on the show. But in reference to the indies, <laughs> Roman's always been either number one or in the top three of who people from the indies are saying – if you could go to WWE, who would you want to have a match with? People either say the obvious AJ, they say the Seth or Roman Reigns, but there's a lot of people, you know, there's the people that have already had those matches with those guys. And if they could go to WWE, they're all been saying, Hey, I, I want a match with Roman. And it's not like that started in 2018. That started in 2017. It was the back half of 2016 when they started saying that. Yeah, I mean, he puts on good matches and he draws the crowds, whether they're booing him or cheering him. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where, 
the the hatred he gets, it makes the people that like him even more passionate about being a fan of his. So that like that's the funny thing is all the booing you're doing is only making the people that care about him like him more. Yeah. Like you're it's really having the opposite effect of what you want. Not to mention you should know by now that Vince, Stephanie, Triple, none of them care that you don't like him. None of them care that you don't like him. Um Sorry, Ron, but, but but you give them a reaction. That's all that matters. As long as you react, they could they could swear they could swing it any way that they want, and that's what a, that's what a character's supposed to be. I think that's the catch twenty two of the situation, though. I mean, you're saying it doesn't matter to them that they're booing them, but I think they're booing them because this is Vince's guy and they're giving him to you. So it's a catch twenty two. The crowd's booing him because Vince is pushing him, and Vince is pushing him because he doesn't care what we think. Right, and I mean, it's just silly because, like, you do you think Stone Cold Steve Austin wasn't Vince's guy at the time when he was the guy? Do you think The Rock wasn't Vince's guy at one time? Like, you don't think, I mean, granted, this is probably the, the wrong crowd to, to, but, like, Hulk Hogan was Vince's guy at one time. Like, there's always ah, people. Your cousin said that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's always someone who is Vince's guy, and sometimes it's more than one. And more often than not, that person has been loved it's just that now everyone wants to think that they know better or they're smarter guess what you don't know better you're not smarter like it's just not the case um so i feel like we kind of all made a good case for why we are fans of roman why we support roman what we like about him i guess we can get into kind of our our final thoughts um whether it's that you want to you know give him some uh well wishes or whatever um i don't know who wants to 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 kick this off but i'll i'll start it off as the least huge roman fan um i wish him the speediest recovery possible uh, i think all five of us here can say somehow some way a type of cancer has affected our lives whether mm-hmm. it's not our life directly as a loved one. Um, whether Roman's your favorite wrestler or your last favorite wrestler, you don't wish this upon any pro wrestler, especially as we're all of us, the five of us here, all of our listeners, you don't wish cancer on anyone. Um, so I wish him the speediest recovery. I look forward to him coming back. I look forward to, I don't even want to say like a character change. I look forward to the different reaction he gets when he comes back because there's no chance in hell they're going to treat him the same way they did before he was there when he comes back. Yeah, Aaron? Well, I said I want to wish him a speedy recovery. And I hope he gets back as soon as possible. I really do. And like I said, he is truly like a real leader. And there's nothing wrong with being a company guy. Like He is WWE throughout. And there's nobody else that's been more consistent and has entertained us more within the last few years than Roman Reigns, probably. Yeah, and, and to your point about um, him being a company guy and a leader, what was one of the first things he said on Monday night? You know, when football was done with me, who gave me a chance? WWE was the team that gave me a chance. So, like, why wouldn't he? If, like, if that's what he feels for them is, like, they gave me the life I have. Like, why shouldn't he be a company guy? You know? Like, it doesn't make any sense for him not to be. Uh, Prep? Yeah, I can't wait to see him come back because it's going to be... It's going to be interesting <laughs> to see how the crowd reacts because uh, the internet is not the best. It is not. It is a very dark place, the internet. It can be dark. <laughs> but but one thing continues, uh, Matt Madness will always be the official podcast of Roman Reigns. Always. Uh, Joseph? Well, this is Mr. Sexy, but I'm speaking <laughs> as Joe right now. Right. <laughs> so, Joe, Joe to Joe, I'm saying, man, you keep your head up. You keep plugging away. You do what you did before. You beat it once, you'll beat it again. Um, you go out there, you kick Kanzer's ass. You get back here. There'll be a, there'll be a warm seat for you in WWE, and uh, like you like, like my boy X said, the crowd's gonna react differently for this guy when he comes back, and he will. Yeah, I agree. Joseph, very well said. Um, 
So I'll hold my my final thought till after we do uh, any listener questions we have because I figure I'd rather close with that than close with with the questions. Um, so Ayla, what do we have question wise? Well, before uh, we go to that, mm-hmm. favorite Roman, favorite Roman Reigns match and feud. Uh, so my personal favorite Roman match, um, will probably be. I think I would have to say so. My character on the show would probably say the one where he finally beat Brock for the title at I believe what show was it? Hell in a SummerSlam. It was SummerSlam. Summer okay. So that the, my character on the show would probably say that when he finally dethroned Brock Lesnar. Uh, but I would have to say that my favorite match was the what show was that? The one that was at the Prudential Center when Seth came back. Extreme Rules. So that was my favorite, his match with AJ at Extreme Rules. I thought that match was incredible. Uh, the crowd was hot for it. The, the feud had gone, had gone really well. Um, and my favorite feud, I think I'm just going to go ahead and say Braun Strowman. Like, it was an event every week. Like Prep mentioned, it may have been overdone, but it was an event, and it was like, what, what are they going to do this week? How are they going to top themselves this week? Uh, Joseph? My favorite match was probably, it's close between AJ and, and Reigns, and, but my favorite is probably Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Um, Ooh. Fast Lane. 2016. And, that was yeah. a great was one. Was it 16 or 15? 16. Lane, the Fast Lane. Yeah. Really good match. Um, uh, you know how I feel about Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Roman Reigns. I thought it was a quality match. But I, I think as far as feuds go, I like their AJ Styles feud. Very good, uh, very good choice. Uh, Eck? Um, man, let's try to keep it different. Um, I, I'll go. Prep will probably want to take this one, but I'm going to go that December 2015 Raw match when he won the title. Um, I've said it since the first episode. I'm biased to matches that I'm there live. Um, but a second match, and you know, obviously he doesn't get the shine from it. I just remember the memory of it. He would be the the Shield Triple Threat that we were there for in 2016 Battleground. Battleground. Oh yeah. That was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. As far as a, uh, a feud, uh, again, I'm going to be greedy and pick two. Uh, I like any time, like that that moment, the feud going up to that, the three guys from the Shield, it didn't get the time it, it deserved. But those three going at it, um, I don't want to use the AJ one. I feel like that was kind of short-lived. Um, but I did. I loved last year Roman and Cena. That was a good feud as well. That was short-lived, but those promos, it was a good exercise for him. And, you know, the match was good, too. Definitely. Uh, Prep? Yeah, I'll give uh, a match or, or two matches that haven't been said yet. Uh, Roman versus Finn Balor, that number one contenders match. That was a lot that of was that. Good. I like that match a lot. And then uh, even though he, he didn't win that match, but it didn't matter. Was and, that Finn Balor's first Raw match? Yeah, that the one? Okay. yeah, yeah. And uh, the sh- the Shield versus Wyatt. That uh, Chamber. Was that Ooh. was that Chamber? Chamber thirteen. Yeah, Chamber fourteen. That was uh, to say just a match that he was involved in. That's nice. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot when you kind of look back at it. I mean, I can remember, I can recall a lot when you first had the Shield battle battling um. Evolution, um, couple great Ooh, matches back in that. there. Yeah, those were awesome. I got, I watched some. I thought from Seamus Reigns TLC. Mm-hmm. It was good. I thought Prep was going to say the handicap match Shield versus Punk. Punk <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> What's another one? I, I re- there was a lot of matches that he had that was really good. Yeah, I, I'm shocked nobody. Bruce Evan Hell in the Cell. Yeah. <laughs> him and Big, Sh- him and Big Show, the Last Man Standing that match. Was that was good. That was really good. I mean, I like his Hell in a Cell with Bray Wyatt. I got one and nobody said it. I'm shocked nobody said it. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked you went uh, to the no. Hell in a Cell match. I hated him. Anything <laughs> Hell in a Cell now, I'm I'm just not for it. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go. My favorite singles match with Roman was Roman versus AJ, but at Payback, I prefer the Payback match over the Extreme Rules match. And the and is that the one you were surprised you didn't pick? 
Mm-hmm. Is that the one with you? No, surprised? I'm going to say it now. My favorite tag match of Roman is him and Seth against Cody and Goldust Ooh. at Battleground. Ooh, that was or, good. To get their jobs back. Oh, I, and when him and Bray Wyatt tagged. That was Roman's first pinfall loss. So that's what I was about to say. I, I was going to say maybe not my favorite oh, match, but no, one of my favorite Roman ball. moments uh, when he tagged with Bray Wyatt the night after WrestleMania. That was incredible. Um, yeah, the guy's got an unbelievable body of work. He's incredibly accomplished. He will be missed on the show every Monday. He'll be missed on the network specials uh, one Sunday a month. What uh, are we ready for listener questions? Before that, mm-hmm. how, how many guys are on the roster right now that we're all equally, you know, would say that we all like? Would we argue and come up with over, easily over 10 matches that we all would say, hey, that's our favorite match of them? So I think that's something that you, you kind of take for granted. Yes, that speaks very much to, to how accomplished that he is. I got one more thing before you go, mm-hmm. Pash. I'm sorry. With Roman being gone, I don't mean to change the subject, but the landscape, the landscape of Raw really has changed big time. We saw we that know, on Monday. Yeah, we really did. Because when Balor came out, they kind of put him over huge on commentary, and then how they ended the show with Seth and Dean, they needed that because Raw, it needed something exciting to end the show. Because, 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 because of what opened the show. So, we we know Braun probably be the next guy, and I think Mac, I think Galloway is probably the next guy after Braun. But who would benefit the most with Roman not being there? Balor. Yeah, Balor's my choice too. I think Balor's the choice. Kind of seems like. Um, Seth, <laughs> Seth, Seth, and Dean. Seth is going to be the guy now, and Dean's going to be a great heel. Yeah, I was going to say Dean because this is probably going to be the most interesting Dean has been since going into the Brock Lesnar, uh, the Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania 32 or whatever it was. Kind of wanted to see where they were going to play out the whole Dean Ambrose kind of wedge, but I mean that's obviously on the back burner. So well, yeah. I know it was going to be a Roman show, but I just want to say, man, did I love the way they ended the show because, one, I just thought it was kind of – like, the tag match was enjoyable, and I thought it was predictable, like, do the title change because we started the show in a real sad moment, so let's end the show in a great feel-good moment. So I did not see the heel turn being right then, and – We've seen tag champions turn on each other. We've seen tag partners turn on, uh, turn on each other. But to see them win the belts and then him deliver the dirty deeds to Seth right on top of his two titles, uh, it, it was a great ending and a great heel turn. Um, dare I say, I'm sure there might be one to rival it, but since Seth turned on the shield, has there been that good of a heel turn since this? No, oh, and I would say that this is better than that than when Seth turned. Well, well, you can't really say this is a heel turn. You may it had me in my feelings, but the festival of friendship. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would say you you could put you could compare it to it definitely. I knew there was one. Yeah, there. Yeah, it, you know it what else gave you a similar like pit in your stomach feeling? Yeah, you I know mean, what I, else that did. The difference is though, you didn't see Seth coming. I mean, you had. I, the idea is that, that there was something wrong here. Right, like it led up to Dean. What were you going to say, Prep? That the other thing that this whole thing does is it's not just raw. That that tag division's wide open now, especially chances are they're going to forfeit the tag titles. McIntyre and Ziggler aren't on the same, you know, wavelength right now. So, <laughs> you know, that gives that gives a chance for, you know, authors of pain or – dare I say, the revival to <laughs> finally do something. Yeah, there's, there's um, an opportunity there in the tag team division that wasn't but, there before. But you know Raw loves to give us the same matches, so here we're going to get this as a rematch next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, Alo, did you have something you wanted to say, or are you ready for, for questions? I'm ready for questions. All right. We had a question from the Godfather, Joe Lafferty. Thoughts with Roman and his family. The Dean's, this Dean segment was fantastic. 
Best reaction since Taker losing. I think with the Renee Young playing the role of the beautiful Miss Elizabeth, Dean and Seth can do the entire Hogo, the entire Hogan macho storyline. I think Dean steps off apron because Seth losing the tag titles. Dean then then Dean then interferes and causes Seth to lose the IC title. In my opinion, this needs my main title in Renee to take it to the next level. Will Vince run this? No. No. Whatever no. whatever any of us thinks they will do or should do, Vince is not going to do it. I'm done. They're going to do the opposite. Yeah, I'm done hoping for the best. It he's going to do what he wants to do and it most likely will not line up with what any of us want him to do. No, but I will optimistically say hopefully this is beautiful territory for the Intercontinental title. It would be. I just think we're going to get like at best, 60% of what this could be. Well, the way I look at it, I mean, the universal title is vacant. The tag title is about to be vacant. Seth Rollins is getting beat up by one of his best friends, and he has the Intercontinental title. So that title is right where it, I don't want to say where it needs to be. Like, yes, the WWE Championship, but we're not on SmackDown, so the Universal Championship should be here. But there's already a title that's in this picture. I almost kind of just wish, like, one thing Dean would have been uh, did, like, Dean left through the crowd and left without his tag title. Like, I wish he would have just kind of threw his tag title down and picked up the IC title. But, you know, at least make it clear that that's where he's going. But he kind of just made the whole thing about being called a lunatic. Right. <laughs> yeah, anybody else think that's what we're going to get? No, we're not getting that. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Uh, Pash, you want to get upset? Sure. I love this getting is, upset. This is what I think happens. Okay. okay. Braun gets the title. And, you know, we all want to see Braun versus McIntyre, but what we're really going to get? Braun versus The Undertaker. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, you know what? Braun versus Michaels. Uh, uh, now I really am upset. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he Braun can kick Braun? Bill. Huh? They're bringing back Bill for Braun. All right, all right. I'm as upset as I'm going to get now. Um, Bill still have a rematch in his claws. I'll tell you, Bill will get these hands if Bill tries to come back. Get the hell out of here with Bill. <laughs> um, all right, what other questions do we have? Thank you for the question, uh, Laugh. Always appreciated. Right, we also we got a question. We got a question and a follow-up from his question last week from Kevin from Barbados. Okay. Last week he asked us about the Saudi deal, so he responded with his comments this week. My thoughts on the Saudi WWE situation. As a political science major, this guy has everything to us. <laughs> Politically, I think WWE should sit this one out. If the news report is 100% legit, I do believe WWE shouldn't continue their business relationship with them if the U.S. decides to cut ties with them. Morally, it has to be uneasy for the performers to work there. I think that it was Sports Illustrated reported some wrestlers anonymously, 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 indicated that. Let's hear you say the word. Anonymously. Here we are. Did you hear John Cena said he's not going? I did see that. And Daniel Bryan? Mm-hmm. It's a Bella thing. Yeah. Know what the country is capable of. Granted that they were WWE, so there is security. But personally, if I were to run such a huge global organization of that magnitude, like a WWE, I would avoid the country. Because the end result may or may not be ruining the, the company's reputation. Uh, Kevin Fenty bringing some nuclear heat this week. Nice. <laughs> that's what that's what I said when I read that. I was like, "Oh God, I'm going to read this next week." Yeah, uh, I mean, I I agree. They they should not do the show there. They should not subject the talent on the roster to go there. They should not link their company with that country. They should not allow their reputation to be sullied as much as they want to be mainstream and as much as they want to act like they're a real big deal in this country. The last thing they should feel like they need to do is this, because a lot of people who do respect it will respect it less, and anyone who doesn't respect it at all, they will never have a chance to be respected. So 
I don't know. What What are your guys' thoughts on Saudi Arabia? I'm not watching. I'm going to watch <laughs> Raw to just see the the fallout, and that's it. That's all I'm watching. Don't don't ask me. I, and I think I'm on the show next week. Don't ask me no questions about it because I'm not going to talk about well, it. It's not next week. Yeah, it's not on it's next not week. Ne- it's evolution it's not next this week. Evolution this week. Yeah, but next week's the the go home show, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh wait, but. After this week, you could tell Raw doesn't or WWE doesn't care about the go home show because what did they do to build Evolution? Nothing. Well, you know what? I can't even say that. I have yeah, no I can't idea. Say that but, they, they but my, my assumption is nothing. But I can't really say that because of the whole Roman thing. But even though, even even still, the women didn't even main event. Nothing happened. Alexa has a concussion, and I don't think she's even got cleared yet. They have. Prep, do they have a UK title match on there? Yeah, that's title. the only thing not confirmed is the uh, women's, the UK women's title, because that, sw- that didn't air yet. Yeah, I could have sworn that that was confirmed for the card, but I may be wrong. But even the Mae Young Classic, they, they've they been pumping so many other things instead of the Mae Young Classic, and the finals on there. And those and things think, are all going to be the best things on the show. Yeah, and the thing is, nobody's going to know who these people are, which I hate, and that's going to do such a disservice to them. In the, in the end, I'll still watch it. <laughs> no, I'm watching Evolution because I'm I'm actually interested in that. But WWE they do superstars such a disservice by not introducing them, so you actually know who the hell they are. Yeah. For for our listener Richie Edge, he doesn't know where he's watching it. <laughs> yeah, Crown Jewel. Who cares? Do it somewhere else if you have to do it. Well, they haven't said it's in Saudi Arabia. And even if they do it somewhere else, up. So the story is that they are, uh, like, trying to see if they can book somewhere real quick. But uh, they, you know, I'm. It doesn't matter if they move. I'm not going to watch it because <laughs> <laughs> right, so, it doesn't mean anything. No. So Kevin's question this week. I like the first. I like to first say, my thoughts and prayers go out to Roman for being someone who has been. For me being someone who has seen my uncle battle leukemia, however, he wasn't successful, and we unfortunately lost him last year. So my thoughts, Sorry for the loss. So my thoughts are with Roman, and I held the this once again. My question for you guys is what do you guys think the crowd reaction will be for his character when he returns? So, Kevin, first things first, very sorry for your loss. As uh, X said earlier in the show, cancer is something that, whether it's touched us directly or not, it has touched our lives in one way or another. You know, I've talked on this show before about losing my mother in 2003 to cancer. Uh, good friend of the show, the iconic Shivani, I believe. She, I believe leukemia was what she was dealing with or something similar. So it is something we've all dealt with, and uh, I am very sorry for your loss. Um, but... I guess I would just say the, there's no doubt that the reaction Roman gets is going to be a hero's welcome when he comes back. Um, even the people that, that booed him when he first came out on Monday are going to be cheering him whenever that music hits again for the first time. Joseph? Well, definitely when he first comes back, he'll, he'll, he'll be cheered out of the building. Um, my only question is, how long does that last? Is it something that they're going to kind of continue and... Treat him differently, or is it going to go back to old hat after after the initial pop wears off? Yeah, I think I don't think it will last forever. Uh, Eck, the reaction Roman gets when he comes back, love like never before. Um, it's it's going to be two thousand two January two thousand two Triple H coming back. Agreed, uh, Alo. He'll get a hero's welcome. But WWE, it'd be the, that would be the perfect time to actually turn him heel. <laughs> yeah, it would when nobody expects it. Yes. Uh, Prep, the reaction Roman gets when he comes back? Uh, they're going to be hyped to see him. Am I the only one who thinks he needs to come back in that same, like, black shirt? I think that should be, like, his gimmick. <laughs> I would love it if that's what they did. Like, like him- they need... Yeah, they need to change his ring attire when he comes back. Let him let him show up as Joe. Joes are good. They they are good. Always have been. Um, 
So yeah, thank you for the thank you for the question, Kevin. Um, any other questions this week? Yes, uh, the return of Champ. Go to hell home, or run a race with a bad Achilles. Okay. <laughs> oh my fucking goodness! <laughs> All right. Rock winning the Universal title. Mm-hmm. Tr- Trisha Lee the cutting promos. Oof. Or H breaking cave babe and talking about Mayor Glenn putting on his mask in a boiler room <laughs> of, of office to cut a GoPro video promo. Alright. I gotta make this one quick. So what is it again? It's Champ. Champ, Champ go, go to hell home. Run a, a run a race with a bad Achilles. Alright. Oh god, none of these are good. This might be the hardest one he's given me to actually make a decision. Uh, I guess Champ will be H, the the H, uh, and Glenn Jacobs team up in the boiler room. Uh, Go the hell home is going to be Brock winning the Universal Championship. Don't need to see him ever again. And running a race on a bad Achilles. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I have an injured Achilles tendon and I have a 5K on Saturday. Uh, that will be Trish and Lita, Lita promos. Nobody needs them, but they're not as bad as Brock being Universal Champion. Um, we have to wrap this up within five minutes. I forgot my adapter and I am on 9%. So I don't want this show to get cut off before we have finished. So, Alo, do you mind if I save this stump Alo till next week's show? What's, what's the difficulty of it? Well, let me see. <laughs> it's 8% difficulty. All right, this is pretty easy. Uh, Stump Alo for this week. At 2006 No Mercy, who wrestled MVP? Oh, God. <laughs> that was his debut. Gosh. Pash's favorite HOH talent. Hey, uh-huh. yeah. Easy, my butt. That wasn't Simon Dean, was it? No. God. Huh, that was his debut. Huh. Matt Hardy fought Gregory Helms. The tag titles on the line. K- K- uh, Kendrick in London against Idol and Stevens. Uh, that ain't the question. I know. I'm, try- I'm trying to run down who he fought. Was it, somebody, was it some bum? Yes. It's a name I've never heard of before. Gosh. Mm. I'm trying to remember because I, I, it had to be it was some bum. Crap! What is going on with him tonight? What, do the time restraints. I'll tap. All right. <laughs> I don't know if you would have gotten this anyway. Marty Garner. I wouldn't have got it. It was a jobber. <laughs> yeah, that, I was like, I don't know this name at all. Could have been somebody I went to high school with. For all I know. No, um, I th- mm-hmm. no go ahead. No, no, you're good. I got my ears mixed up. Um, all right. Bob, so, uh, Bob or Simon Dean the year before. <laughs> so it was not uh, 2006. Yeah. Montavious, whatever his name is. He doesn't even deserve me saying his whole name. Um, so to wrap up here, I'll, I'll kind of give my final statement. Um, I had an idea like, I don't know, 15 years ago that like we should all walk around with name tags on with like a baby picture on it or like a picture when we're like four or five years old because I feel like you can't be a complete asshole to someone when you're looking at their baby picture or you're looking at like the first grade version of them. And I think like Roman Reigns kind of did a version of that on Monday night. Like he kind of pulled back the curtain and let everyone know like I'm a human being. Uh, I'm not... You know, Vince McMahon isn't running my life, and he's not pushing me through life. He's just pushing me on this TV show. So I feel like 
all these idiots who treated this guy so poorly for all these years finally found out that he's a real person. Um, you're all supportive now, and you're all part of the Roman Empire now, and far be it from me to try to push anyone away from supporting this guy at a time when he needs it. But I just want to say, you all know who you are, and you'll always know, and you should be ashamed of yourselves for the treatment you've given this guy. Just because you like Sami Zayn, or just because you like Kenny Omega, or Okada, or Will Ospreay, and you like work rate, uh, he's a human being who's putting his health on the line every week, and has clearly been dealing with something that none of us knew about. Uh, you hated him because he was the heir apparent to John Cena, Guess what? They need an heir apparent to John Cena. Uh, and this situation will now ensure that he is the heir apparent to John Cena. He is going to be that guy. John Cena was kind of the real-life embodiment of a superhero that could overcome anything on WWE TV. And he kind of was used to teach kids that no obstacle is too great to overcome. Now Roman Reigns in real life outside of WWE, will get to teach kids that lesson, that there is no obstacle you can't overcome. Nothing can get put in front of you that you can't climb over. Um, I don't know. All the haters should learn a lesson that these are people. Uh, you don't treat people like garbage because of their work rate, uh, because of their moves, like grow the hell up and go the hell home. Um, <laughs> Roman Reigns is a champion in WWE. And I really look forward to seeing him show us that he's a champion in real life, too. So, Roman, do what you got to do. Get well soon. Uh, you can. You will. The Roman Empire, I know, will be standing tall once again very soon. Uh, does anyone else have anything they want to add before I close it out? 5% Ron. <laughs> uh, Ron. Ron, I think now. you should just snip it that last bit and just make that the next episode of Ronnie versus the world. <laughs> just that by itself. <laughs> maybe, maybe I will to give me one last thing to do on Sunday. Yo, Pash. Mm -hmm. Next week we return with uh Pash's indie inquiry. Okay. And what do you got for us? So we're going to watch some European wrestling next week. Okay. Uh, my good friend, and gym partner David Starr. Okay. <laughs> versus Walter from Defiant Wrestling in April. All right. I look forward to getting that link. I look forward to watching the match. And I look forward to having some thoughts on it a week from tonight. Um, so I guess that's the show. Our hearts all go out to Roman. Um, we are the official podcast of Roman Reigns. We will be here waiting when you come back for, oh, wait, subscribe on iTunes, five-star ratings and reviews, please. Uh, for Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever, see Kane Joe Rottermill. Return to your yard, big dog. <laughs> for Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki. Adios. <laughs> for Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Igina. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. I am Ron Pachery, and we will see you next week. <laughs>